Good afternoon and welcome to the Embedded Executive Podcast. I am Rich Nasty. Uh, what am I? I'm the Executive Vice President of Open Systems Media and I lead the Embedded IoT teams for Embedded Computing Design. My guest this week is Bill Jenkins. He is a director at Acronix. How you doing, Bill? I'm very good. Thanks for having me today. My pleasure. So uh, the subject that we're going to talk about, I must admit, confuses me a little bit, but I also got to admit that I get confused pretty easily. So um, don't worry about that. We're talking about speech recognition, sort of speech to text kind of thing. And I generally don't think of Acronix when I think of that. When I think of Acronix, I think of high-speed interfaces and stuff like that. But you're talking about a very specific application. So why are we talking? First, let's talk about why we're talking about that particular application. And then we can talk about why you think you do it better than anybody else. Sure. So Acronix is kind of what we would call like the third FPGA company, right? There's the two big ones, Intel AMD. And then we're kind of the smaller guys on the block. That's um, funny, Intel and AMD. But yeah, yep. I, I, I understand what that means, but it just sounds weird. That's right. Uh, so, I mean, we are an FPGA company, right? That is what we do. We are a semiconductor company. Um, but because, you know, FPGAs are very flexible, one of the things that we looked at is we have a slightly different architecture than our competitors out there, GPUs, CPUs, and then the other two FPGA manufacturers. So we kind of looked and said, well, what are the kinds of workloads that would really benefit from this architecture? And one of the things in, in the AI space being a popular topic, something that I'm directly related to, uh, ASR or automatic speech recognition was, was one of those architectures that really um, seemed to shine. So are you saying that you use AI to do ASR? Yeah, so we, we use, uh, so, so we partnered with somebody who, is really an algorithm expert, right? We we just produce the chips. <laughs> so we, we have a partner who is uh, who are experts in AI. And what they did is they actually went out and, and they first did it on CPU, right? They compared it to what the GPUs can do. And then when they saw our architecture, they thought this would this would go really well. And and they basically wrote the code. So it's an RNNT, uh, or, or cursor neural network transducer model that runs in the FPGA. Okay, this sounds to me like um, I should do this on an NVIDIA GPU. So well, NVIDIA I certainly does that a lot. They, they, the, what I would say is they don't, so, so the advantage of the FPGA architecture is that real time, right? It's such so, so low latency where uh, since we're in it, again, if I'm, I'm going to assume that people understand what an FPGA is, but just, yes, you know, at a, at a high level. Okay, FPGA. good, good, good. Um, so since we kind of create custom instructions and custom data paths, we can get that really low latency. Where GPUs, being a warp-locked architectures, tend to have to batch data up in order to process it. So what we find is, you know, we'll have sub 100 milliseconds end-to-end -end latency. That includes the data transfers, the pre-processing, the post-processing, and then the actual inference end-to-end, uh, -end, you know, sub 100 milliseconds for 4,000 real-time streams. And a GPU would probably be 500 milliseconds to over a second and nowhere near that number of streams, you know, maybe a few uh, you know, dozen or a few hundred at the best. But wouldn't this be work better with somebody who has an FPGA and also has the CPU, like the two other companies that you mentioned, where they could just marry that technology together, where they don't have to go out and 
try to, I won't say kludge, but piece it together when they're already together? So the way I, the way you look at it is what what our partners have done is they've built an appliance, so an ASR appliance. So it's the server with one of our we call it the vector path card. It's one of our FPGA cards, PCI Express plug-in card um, in a server, and then of course you could always add more of them, uh, and that's bundled together with a simple WebSocket API interface. So it basically abstracts away all of that. So it, you could imagine deploying this in a cloud or an enterprise setup where. Uh, people are just extracting the audio from their system and then sending it over to us. Or in the case of a cloud, they're sending it up to the cloud and then just routing it through uh, through our hardware. So what so, makes your FPGAs better than the other two guys for this application? Yeah, for, well, I think the thing that our advantage is to kind of, there's a few of them. The first and probably the most obvious one is that we have something called a, a hardware knock. So it's a 2D hardware knock. It runs at over two gigahertz. So it's very fast. Effectively, it simplifies or it really solves the problem of data ingress and egress, either in or out or through the chip. Uh, it makes it far simpler to build logic across the chip, place it anywhere you want, move it, shift it, replicate it. Um, so it, it's architecturally, it's just uh, it's much higher speed. Uh, through the device, which, of course, when you're doing streaming things, rate latency is important. So we tend to get a little bit better latency. And then on top of that, we have GDDR6, similar to GPUs. So we have, you know, an order of magnitude better bandwidth through the memory uh, than you would through, you know, DDR and things that the other guys have. So back me up a little bit from a system level perspective. What are the components that are required to build this system? So think of this as it's a turnkey deliverable. All you would need is you'd buy this server with the card in it, all the software ready to go. You'd have a WebSocket API. We actually are working with another partner to build an abstraction layer above that um, for things like call centers and customer service centers where there's thousands of uh, agents' audio being routed through the system. Yeah, um, I, and really, I think you misunderstood my question. Oh. If I'm doing a teardown of this system, what, I, what am I going to find when I peel back the layer? What's in there? Now, so, I mean, literally, literally, it's a CPU with an FPGA card. That's it. So the algorithms are really the secret sauce. Yeah, it's it's the model. I mean, the, the what the CPU is really doing is is pushing traffic, you know, in and out uh, of the FPGA card. Uh, and it's, you know, packaging or, or mm -hmm. filtering or, or doing some processing on the audio uh, packets that come in or, or the text that leaves out. But uh, really, the FPGA is doing all the compute. And so the objective was to abstract that away because not everybody has FPGA experience. And, and you kind of look at this as a turnkey solution versus um, building blocks towards a solution. It's really a soft real time, software. right? That's right. That's right. Our, our strength in this is going to be applications that want real-time performance. Because if somebody's just batching it and throwing it up on the cloud where they don't care how long it takes, like you said earlier, a GPU could do that just fine. And you're using AI to do things like people with accents and people who like me, sound like I'm from New Jersey and that, and that kind of thing? Uh, I mean, that's certainly the applications that we're looking at. I mean, uh, and people do them all over the place where what the, the niche that we're really trying to focus on are the other markets and applications where latency is, is pivotal. And so you could imagine, you know, right now we're doing the speech to text. You could imagine that the text to speech portion of conversational AI, right, the back end, is something else that we all, we're looking at and, and we do really well. And then even the, the natural language processing block in the middle, 
between the, the speech to text and the text to speech uh, for things like chat GPT, right? So, so when you're dealing with the large language models, we've, we've got a paper that we're working on right now um, and a blog that I've, I've written that's gonna be published very shortly that kind of really discusses the, uh, the advantages of the Acronics FPGA over GPUs in, in, at scale. And when you're dealing with like large language models at scale, uh, we tend to be significantly higher performance and therefore, you know, six, 10, 12 X, the, uh, performance would mean you'd need a lot less of the FPGAs. Is text to speech the same as speech to text? You just turn the computer around backwards and it goes <laughs> in the other direction. I mean, I, it's, I, it's, I think you're doing the same yeah. thing, right? You, you would think that, but no, it's, it's a little bit more computationally intensive. So which um, one is more computationally intensive? The text to speech portion. It's it's easy it's easier to just sample the audio and 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 figure out your phenomes to figure out what words it is. But when you when you go in the other direction, it's it just takes a little bit more compute. So from an electronics perspective, are you, are you just selling your devices into this one vendor, or is it something you want to have multiple people building systems to do this? So our idea is is because um, we're not a solutions company, so we're trying to partner with um, you know some IT management companies and some other companies in the industry that today are addressing this themselves, and and many of them that we're talking to are using GPUs. Um, some of them are even using you know the cloud, and uh, what we're trying to do is get them to and, and what we are doing quite successfully is showing them that we are very small model in comparison to their very large model because typically people will do a lot of this stuff with transformer models and those tend to be 10 X bigger than what we're, what we are. Um, and so we, with a much smaller model can actually get better accuracy, which is important to most applications while still maintaining extremely low latency and a lot of parallel real-time channels. So it basically provides these guys with, uh, a, you know, the, the, the streaming solution to their portfolio. So the idea would be, for people who want on-premise solutions, we'll work with companies like one of our leading customers that we have now. And then what we're doing is working with like IT management companies to get it in the cloud. So if somebody's using an Oracle or an AWS front end, uh, it's just backhauled to our co-located data center and they can accelerate. Is the, the performance event. the same, whether it's on-prem or in the cloud? Yeah, I mean, the performance is the performance through the device. You'll Obviously, when you deal with the cloud, there's gonna be a little more latency. Right. But, but it'll be marginal, you know, right now we're at 30 to 60 milliseconds. So, you know, if you're adding 50 milliseconds, that's almost in the noise. Full stop. Compared to, yeah. So what's next? Well, like I said, what's what's next from that AI front uh, is, is absolutely the uh, kind of looking at the back end pieces of conversational AI. Uh, I think the large language model acceleration that that's so popular in the news and, and right mm -hmm. now, I think showing that, you know, when you start scaling 8, 16, 32 and up devices, that the FPGA is actually far more efficient, lower latency, higher performance uh, than your leading GPUs. Um, I think that's the area, one of the areas we're going to focus on kind of showcasing next. And then uh, the back end of conversational AI would be the text to speech. So we're also going to probably throw, build that up and have an end to end. So when people do things like translation or virtual assistance, um, they, they would be able to do that on our, our card. Cool stuff. Thank you very much, Bill. I'm looking forward to seeing this thing in action. Yeah, I, I hope it gets adopted because it's. Uh, I look at this as kind of a revolutionary technology. It really does. It's just orders of magnitude <laughs> more performance than than what's out there today. So for people who want real time, speeches definitely wants to be real time. I think we can add a real value here. Sounds good. 
That was Bill Jenkins. He is a director at Acronix, and I am Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. You have a great day, Bill. Thank you. You too.